welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odoms. Thanks for joining me. So today's episode title is Mute. And before I get into how I came up with that episode title, I want to say that there's 24 chapters in the book of Luke. So I've decided to read one chapter a day leading all the way up to Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve is the 24th day of this month. The first chapter, I learned something that I wanted to share with you all. So in the first chapter of Luke, we meet Zacharias, who is a priest, and Zacharias has a wife named Elizabeth. They both were righteous, but had no kids. Elizabeth was barren. So basically, barren means, in case anyone doesn't know, I don't know if we got any young listeners, but basically barren means not reproducing or incapable of producing offspring. In other words, she couldn't have kids. The, the Bible also tells us that both Elizabeth and Zacharias was advanced in age. Now, when I Googled how old that was, Google says 60 years old and up. So, so far, I know that this couple couldn't have kids and they were senior citizens, basically. While Zacharias was at the temple, an angel appeared to him in verse 12. It says... He was scared when the when he saw the angel. The angel told him not to be afraid because his prayer was heard and his wife would bear him a son and they would call they would call him John. Now the angel goes on to tell him his son would be great in the sight of God. He would never drink wine or liquor and he would be filled and imp- filled with and empowered to act by the Holy Spirit while still in Elizabeth's womb. Now Before I go on, let's take a look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. His wife can't even have kids. She was way past childbearing age. When you say somebody is way past, when I say somebody is way past childbearing age, I think about they don't went through menopause. So menopause can start in women's 40s and 50s, but the average age in the United States is 51. So like I said, she was way past menopause, which means her body wasn't releasing no eggs. This angel tells Zacharias they're going to have a baby. Now, Zacharias in his head probably said, we're going to have a baby? Come on now. We way advanced in age. So in his head, he probably said what I would have said, something I would have said, which is something my mama said to me when I told I was pregnant with my second child. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now. You will learn how I came up with the podcast title, Mute. So I'm going to read verses 18 through 23, and you're going to understand how I came up with this title, Mute. So so starting at verse 18, it says, this is Zacharias. And Zacharias said to the angel, how will I be certain of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in age. The angel replied and said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand and minister in the very presence of God, and I have been sent by him to speak to you, to bring you this good news. Listen carefully. You will be continually silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe what I told you. So right here, he is telling him that he's going to be mute because he didn't believe what the angel was telling him. It says, But my words will be fulfilled at the proper time. 
The people outside in the court were waiting for Zacharias and were wondering about his long delay in the temple. But when he did come out, he was unable to speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. When his time of priestly service was finished, he returned to his home. So God muted Zacharias mouth when he didn't believe him and his wife would have a son. By his mouth being muted, he kept him from speaking deaf or negative about God's promises. I will admit, God has told me some things many times and I've said, I don't see how that's going to happen. Like I'm looking at all the facts. Then I start asking God, well, if it's going to happen, how will it happen? Instead of just having faith and trusting that if God said it's going to take place, then it's going to take place in God's timing. I'm thinking that Zacharias obviously had been praying for them to have a child. And I say that because in verse 13, it says, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, your your prayer was heard and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son and you will name him John. So the angel was already telling him not to be afraid because your prayer has been heard. So I feel like Zacharias was praying for them to have a baby. The angel said his prayer had been heard. Zacharias probably prayed that prayer so many years ago prior to that. So much time had went by where they didn't conceive. Maybe he thought it's maybe he thought it's not in God's will for us to have a baby, especially after we were especially after they had hit advanced um years, after they had hit senior citizen years. He probably was thinking, Well, maybe it ain't in God's I know I've prayed for this in the past. I know I prayed for that long ago, but now that we senior citizens, you don't went through menopause. I'm up in age. Maybe it's not in God's will for us to give birth to a child. So because he didn't believe the angel, God muted his mouth. Now, after reading this chapter, I thought to myself, how many times I wish my mouth had been muted? Like, you know, you watching TV and then you mute it to do something. You mute it because you're trying to hear something. You might hear a noise in the house or something. So you mute the TV to make sure you ain't going crazy. Like, did I just hear that? Well, there's done been times I wish it was a mute button for myself. We pray. And we want our prayers to be answered. But how many times do we go back and speak negative things that goes against what we've prayed for? Joyce Meyer, I have a um, Joyce Meyer Bible. It's an amplified Bible. And please forgive me for this noise that you might be hearing. But I need to set my laptop down in order for me to tell you the name of this Bible. So I might be don't say it before in a previous podcast. But anyway, the name of the Bible that I have is Battlefield of the Mind. In the Joyce Meyer Bible, she has these keys to a victorious life points where she be um making these um statements. Joyce Meyer said, if we want our prayers to be answered, we have to choose to reinforce them with positive beliefs and the confession of God's word. So our faith motivates God. Therefore, if we've prayed and say we have faith that God will answer that prayer, then turn around and speak against what we've prayed, then we then do we really have faith? for God to answer that prayer. If God had muted me every time he told me something, boy, I I wonder if it would have came to pass sooner than what it did. It's like we have faith God would do it, but then soon as something happens in the natural that don't align with what we've prayed for, we start speaking negative. So I'm going to read something that Joyce Meyer said to try to give y'all a little um, clarification of what I mean by that. She says, 
If we want our prayers to be answered, we can choose to reinforce them with positive beliefs and and the confession of God's word instead of praying and then undermining our prayers with negative thoughts and words. Let's say, she gives an example. Let's say that a mother is praying for her son who is addicted to drugs and asks God for a breakthrough for him. But then she goes to lunch with two neighbors and says several times, I am so afraid that my son will never change. So in this example, she's, in this example, Joyce Meyer is, is giving, basically the woman is praying for her son for a breakthrough for her son who is addicted to drugs. But then when she goes out to lunch for, with two neighbors, two neighbors, she speaks that I am, a, that she's afraid that her son would never change. So one, she's saying she's afraid. She's admitting that she's afraid. And then at the end of her, at the end of what she said, she said, will never change. Keyword, never change. So when she's saying never change, she's not speaking in a line with God's word and she's not confessing life over the prayer that she's already on prayed. She's speaking negatively. Joyce Meyer continues to say, this kind of negative confession weakens prayer because it is not based on faith that God will hear and answer. When the neighbors ask her, ask how her son is doing, she could say, you know what? I can't see thing. I can't see that things have changed much, but I'm praying for him and I have assurance in my heart that God is doing a mighty work in his life. I believe things are going to turn out well. And then in the side note, she got Psalms 138 verse 8 and Philippians 1 verse 6. She also got Jeremiah 29 verse 11. She goes on to say, when you pray, once you have laid hold of the answer through faith, make sure your confession is in agreement with what you've asked God to do. When people ask you questions that you could answer in a negative way, answer them instead with a positive confession of God's word, one that agrees with the prayer you have prayed. So basically we pray something, we pray, ask God to do something, and then we turn around and speak against what we don't pray for. So it's like we have faith that God will do it. But then, like I said, when something in the natural takes place, that's when we start speaking against what we don't pray. We start speaking negative because we're looking at the natural. And you got to remember that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Not the things seen, but the things unseen. I've, I asked someone who was Jesus in the situation. So basically what I'm going to do is basically give you an example of another example and this is uh, an example from someone that's in my life this individual was telling me about something a conversation that she was having with somebody that she's in a relationship with and i asked her who was the jesus in the situation she was telling me about without going into too too, without going into deep too much details i want to share a little backdrop on the conversation on our conversation so she's been praying and speaking positive about her relationship with the other person She told me the person said something about her that wasn't true. And she replied, the devil is a lie. I don't do. And then she said what she didn't do. What they tried to say that she did. She said she didn't do it. Well, instead of leaving it at that, she went on to say it was someone else doing what the person tried to say she was doing. So that's what made me ask her, who is the Jesus in the situation? Now, when I say, when I say who is the Jesus in the situation, 
what I basically mean is who going to react or speak like Jesus in the situation? So who is Jesus in the situation? What would Jesus do in that situation is basically what I'm saying. I explained to her that while she rebuked the devil, she then came back with speaking death over someone else instead of life. After she rebuked the devil, she could have went on mute. Like she could have literally just placed herself on mute instead of coming back with a word from the flesh. It's so easy to do. But we have to become so self-disciplined that we mute ourselves instead of speaking negative. So although for a very long time she's been praying about her and this individual's relation, the relationship she got with this individual, she's been um, praying over this individual and praying over the situations this individual is dealing with. But however, they get on a, they get um, on the phone or have a conversation, whether it's on the phone or face to face, and the individual starts saying stuff that she knows that is not true, and she knows that does not align up with what the Word of God says about her. While she did the right thing, while she reacted and rebuked the devil, rebuked what was being said. Instead, not only did she do that, but she also spoke death over another individual's life, which is not okay. So when I asked her, "Who was the Jesus in the situation?" Basically. If she would have been a Jesus in this situation, she wouldn't have came back after rebuking the enemy. She wouldn't have came back and spoke death over somebody else's life. She wouldn't have did that. I also was explaining to her that Jesus never proved himself to anybody. People said all kinds of things about Jesus, but do you think he went out trying to defend himself and trying to um, prove to other people that what they were trying to prove that what other people were saying about him wasn't true? No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. So a lot of times when we praying and asking God for something and the thing about it is God don't work in our timing. He work on his own timing and our timing is not like his timing. Like our timing and his timing does not align up at all. But however, when you pray and ask God for something, if you got, if you have the faith to believe that it will come to pass, then you have that faith. You stand on that faith and you stay your trust relies in God. Now, yes, things will happen in the natural that ha that may have you think or or um may you may have some type of doubt that okay, I know this is what I prayed for, but and the reason why I say that is a lot of times you start praying for something. It seems like when you start praying for something or somebody, the situation that you're praying on gets worse before it get better. But that don't mean that it's not gonna get better. Just because it get worse first doesn't mean it's not gonna get better in the end. The thing about it is faith our faith is what motivates god so as long no matter what we see in the natural as long as we have faith and trust in god that it's going to come to pass it will come to pass but it's going to come to pass in god's timing and not ours and like with zachariah and elizabeth zachariah had been praying years way before the angel came to him and told him that they was going to have a child so and that that does happen like we pray for something we don't pray for something so long ago that we even sometimes we even forget that we prayed about it until it come to pass and then it, then the spirit will remind you back when you was praying for what you now have but just because you prayed for it long ago and then that came to pass don't mean that god ain't gonna answer your prayer you still rely and trust in god to allow it to come to pass in his timing and in the meantime while you waiting on him you don't speak negative. You don't speak death over the situation. You continue to speak things that align with the word of God, that align with your trust and your faith in God over what you prayed on. So if you have to put yourself on mute, put yourself on mute. It don't matter. You may you may start out having a good conversation and then someone may, someone may say something to you that you know it may not be true or you know that it 
um, triggered something in you or it got up under your skin. If you got to put yourself on mute in order to avoid saying something out of the flesh, then put yourself on mute. And many times when you go on mute, just like doing a, during a text message conversation, I've had this happen to me in the past where I was communicating with somebody and it's like they kept replying with stuff that they knew. It was, it was like they was pushing every button and they kept replying with stuff. And I, when I say I put myself on mute through a text message, was what I basically did was I stopped replying. I said, if I stop replying, the other person going to eventually realize that I'm now ignoring them. And I'm no longer feeding into what they're saying. I'm no longer entertaining what they're saying. So when you stop, and then whenever I stop replying, they did continue sending the messages on um, stuff that was inappropriate, but eventually they got the point. And whenever they got the point, the whole conversation shifted. So whenever they did send another text message, it was something totally different. Like it wasn't even related to what we was going back and forth over so times sometimes you gotta just stop replying especially if it's a conversation through text message and then if it's a face-to-face -face conversation or a phone conversation or you out with somebody and if you don't feel like that you got that much self-discipline to where you're not gonna allow the, if you don't feel like that you have self-discipline to where you can control the flesh as far as um saying something positive if you feel like okay this is the flesh if you feel like you know that the response is gonna be the flesh then just put yourself on mute. Don't say anything at all. Now, you might be out having lunch with somebody not saying anything. They might look at you crazy and be like, why you ain't talking? Why you ain't saying nothing? That's okay. Just as long as you don't speak nothing negative. Don't, as long as nothing negative come at your mouth and into the atmosphere, you okay. Let them look at you crazy and let them question you. You can either let them know, I don't have anything else to say, or you can just say, no, I'm done with it. But you don't have to speak negative. We have to get to the point to where we have self-control and self-discipline to where when we don't went to God and prayed on something, our trust and our faith is in God that he will answer that prayer. So we don't pray on it and we waiting on him to answer the prayer. Now, when we get out and somebody start asking us about the situation, you might be praying for a relative to get a job. The relative has been unemployed for two or three years, and you've been praying and praying and praying for this um, relative to get a job. And then you find out that the relative had a job interview and went on the job interview and failed the drug test. Okay, so you out somewhere with family, other family members or friends or something, and they say, well, how's things going? I know, or you could be out with um people in, in your um prayer group um and they ask well how's things going with such and such i know you've um been asking us to pray that they get a job um has any has they had any luck have they been on any interviews okay so the way you respond to that is you don't respond and say they just yeah they went on an interview they failed the drug test they just won't stop doing drugs it's like that's all they care about that or that's what they love they love doing drugs more than they love um they love doing drugs more than they care about getting a job no you don't say that because that's negative you saying they love doing drugs that's not speaking nothing positive so you can it's you can say that they went on a job interview but it didn't turn out well but don't say they love doing drugs even if they did fail the drug test and you know they failed the drug test and you know they're still doing drugs you don't speak that you let them know that they went on a job interview and it didn't turn out well you still praying and you trusting god to um work a mighty you trusting god to um do a mighty work in that individual so that they would have favor to obtain a job so that they would have favor and um not only to obtain a job but stay clean from drugs and 
whatever it is that prevented them from getting a job before. Don't speak the negative. You speak God's word over the situation when somebody asks you about it. You let them know that you continue trusting and relying on God to move in that person's life, that they will obtain obtain a job, but you waiting on God because you know it's not in your timing, but it's in God's timing. I hope that made sense. So just to give a little a little backstory on the rest of how the um the what am I trying to say? The rest of how the how the story went in um Luke chapter one verses twenty twenty-three. When his time of priestly service was finished, talking about Zacharias, he returned to his home. Now after this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months she secluded herself completely, saying, This is how the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor on me to take away my disgrace among men. Now, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee called Nazareth. So it lets us know that Elizabeth, in verse 24, Elizabeth is now pregnant and for five months she secluded herself. So it let us know that the angel that appeared to Zacharias, he, which he said, the angel said that he was sent by God. What the angel said was going to take place actually took place. Elizabeth and Zacharias conceived a baby. And I don't know if you don't read the whole chapter of one in Luke, but anyway, they conceived a baby. They ended up having a baby and the baby's name, uh, they did name the baby John. So we got to remember our words and what we say have to align with God's words. We have to confess God's word. And if not, mute yourself. Just like God muted Zacharias because he didn't believe what, what the angel was telling him. He didn't want his, his he didn't want the promise that he had made. He didn't want it to be destroyed. So he put Zacharias on mute. And Zacharias was on mute until what God had said was going to come to pass came to pass. So sometimes we have to put ourselves on mute. Just like you mute your TV, sometimes you got to mute yourself. Sometimes you don't need to say anything at all, especially if you know how whenever you was growing up, your parent or somebody might have told you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay, well, if you don't have anything nice, to, if you don't have anything positive to say, if you're not speaking life, if you're not speaking God's word, if you're not confessing God's word, then mute yourself. Don't say anything at all. It's better not to say nothing at all than for you to be speaking death over somebody else's life. You have to, although we say we trust and have faith in God, and we we come with a sincere heart whenever we say this, but at times, so much time can be done went, went by to where we sometimes feel like, Okay, well, maybe God is not going to answer that prayer because I prayed that about three years ago and he still ain't answered. There's done been things that I don't pray for and ask God for that I had even forgot all about until it came to pass. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of when I was praying for it. There was one situation I was praying for God to answer. And when God answered it, like it was long... Like, Lord, it was over five years. When God answered that prayer, it was over five years. And I remember, I, once he answered the prayer, it did come back to my remembrance of me praying about it. But so much time had went on to where I was no longer worrying about it. And that's, that's sometimes we do do that. We pray and ask God for something and then it stay on our mind. Like we keep worrying about it. And I think, I feel like the more we keep thinking about it, it's like we, it's like it takes longer. It's kind of like when you expecting, um, 
like say for instance if you file your taxes and you don't go rapid or whatever you um go you do it by mail and you be waiting on your tax check to come like you don't look on the internet and see where it said it can take 68 weeks for your check to come in mail well whenever you don't count it the week so whenever week six come that's when you start going to the mailbox or you go into your p.o box and checking your p.o box every day looking for the check and it's like okay this is week six and it's like that's when you get that um anxiety because you know the thing said from six to eight weeks is when i can expect my refund check in mail so that's when you start worrying and um looking forward to it and you get anxious about it but when you're not thinking about it and when you're not um it's like you know it's coming but you don't know when so you ain't sitting up there thinking about it every day it seems like that's when it comes like it's kind of like unexpected income. You don't pray to ask God for something or you got a bill that's due and you don't you don't count your finances down. You don't budget out everything and you know how much money you got all the way down to the to the um the last penny. You know, you got this one bill with what income you got right now. You got this one bill. You don't know how that bill going to get paid. And then you get an unexpected check. You don't know how the bill going to get paid, but then you get an unexpected check in mail. When you get that check, the first thing you think, think is... Dang, God is right on time. He don't come whenever I be wanting him to, but he is never late. You knew you was worried about it and didn't know how it was going to get paid, but you end up getting unexpected income be right before the cutoff date. Or it might have been the same day of the cutoff date, but it was prior to 5 o'clock because most times whenever um something going to get disconnected, they they do it like at five o'clock that day. I know. I don't have something. Dis I don't have power disconnected before, and I ain't ashamed to tell you. But you not only do the check come today, that you were supposed to get your stuff disconnected, but it come before five o'clock. So you got time to go to the bank, cash the check and go pay the light bill or go pay whatever bill it is. So just keep in mind that when we go to God and pray for something, we lay it at his feet and we leave it there. We technically, we ain't supposed to be um, stressing over it or having anxiety about it or worried about it at all because we don't took it to our father and we got faith to believe that he going to make, he going to allow, he going to answer that prayer in his timing. But a lot of times we don't do that. We worry and we stress over. Now, we don't pray, but we still worrying and stressing over it. But when you're worrying and you're stressing over it, do that really mean you got faith to believe that God going to answer it? Because if you got faith to believe that he going to answer it, why are you worrying and stressing over it after you already done took it to your father and know that he going to take care of it? I hope everyone has enjoyed this podcast and I'll talk to you soon.